Welcome to the Black Cinematic Universe. Three, Sit back and two, enjoy. One, zero. Welcome back to the Blickety Black, Blackety Blick Cinematic Universe. You have officially landed on another planet. Guess we're playing another game of three card Monty, but we shuffled the deck a little bit and, you know, back for the very first time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fresh off the streets of New York. Yeah. <laughs> Love, what's good, man? What's popping, my guy? What's happening? <laughs> Same what's like up, you missed son? a lot, man. What's so, up, Dane? What's up, son? <laughs> came back full New it's York. Right. Yeah, now nah, what's up, fellas? <clears throat> Glad good, to be back. Man. Appreciate y'all holding it down while I was out. Yeah, man, and and, and, and forgiving me from from missing, you know. How, how, how was that Wu Tang concert, brother? <laughs> I didn't get to see Wu Tang. I was actually in Brooklyn, man. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Brooklyn's an interesting place. Like surprisingly, you know, certain people can relate to this. Um, I don't know about you, Dane, when you lived in D.C., but like it's surprising how much you won't leave your own little vicinity, your own little mm-hmm. community. Like, like going to Brooklyn yeah. was like another world like we just stayed in queens every and we would go far the, the boroughs in new york are huge and so right it's just funny that now that i've like been in brooklyn i realize how much i never really left queens to even go and brooklyn and queens are like connected right so, yeah like, they, y'all yeah. got a uh, uh what what is a parkway they go between them yeah, it's expressway, yeah. 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 yeah it's kind of funny i, I spent uh uh quite i made a, quite a few trips to brooklyn in the past and it was it was like Manhattan, Brooklyn. I'm like, but ain't New York, ain't y'all all over in New York? We're like, nah, nah, we just yeah, in Brooklyn. Right. We, we go <laughs> yeah. to the city or we in Brooklyn. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and a man that needs no introduction, but. Uh, first things first, I'm blackity black. black. Dane, what's oh, up, man? <laughs> what's, what's, what's good, man? <laughs> oh, or should I say horror movie, Dane? I, I, not only. Uh, did he watch uh, Father the House of Usher? But Dane surprised me and actually watched a movie called Freaky, uh, starring Vince Vaughn, which was a horror movie uh-huh. comedy, horror movie light. But Dane working yeah. his way up. And, and I've well, been, been watched Freaky. I watched that like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Did you watch, um, damn man, what was the other one that was like Happy Death Day? No, nah, don't get carried away. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's funny. I watched a movie called Totally Killer. Um, oh, you actually watched that joint? Yeah, it was pretty good. And um, um, uh, my wife and uh, sister-in-law watched it too. Of course, it was a little gory for them because it's still a slasher. Yeah. But it's funny how Blumhouse or I think it's Blumhouse for these, not A24, has just decided that. And it, it was good. It was inter- entertaining. If you liked Happy Death Day, if you liked Freaky, you'll like this. But it's funny how they are taking these premises where Freaky was Freaky Friday mixed with a right, serial killer. Right, Happy right, Death right. Day was Groundhog Day. So uh, Totally Killer is Back to the Future mixed with a, ah. uh, a slasher. So. so so I didn't watch uh, Happy Death Day because it looked too silly to me. But now that you put it in that perspective, I may actually watch that and then watch this this new joint you was talking about. I, too. I like horror movie, Dane. Yeah, they're both worth checking out, man. <laughs> Again, Jonathan ain't here, so he can't get angry with us for uh, enjoying uh, uh, quality movies that are just entertainment. Like everything can't right. be an Oscar nominated uh, drama. But uh, yeah. what y'all checking out? Anything new, different? 
something coming down the pike. I know, man, we've been inundated I, with content. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff out there right now. I, I told y'all last week, y'all need to watch The Bear on Hulu. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to keep throwing out a million and different things. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you you know, my, my, my number one animated series uh, just started this week. So, you know, I'm on that Invincible right now. We're yeah, we going we to get to that eventually. But, yeah, that's it. if you haven't got a chance, I don't think most people got a chance. It just came out yesterday. But once once y'all get a chance to check that out, we definitely got to talk about that. Yeah, I'm hyped. Like I said, I watched the first five or ten minutes and already was like <laughs> – and that and the boys, it's just funny because it, it always so happens that I either end up with company or somebody comes in the house and they be like <laughs> – Boys is not like what a, you want with company. Right, right, more invincible. Exactly. It, it's a bright – well animated cartoon that's well acted and then all of a sudden he'll just crush somebody's we'll, uh, head just hit the screen they chest, and they'll be like what are you watching <laughs> like ah get out of here y'all yeah. hey did y'all uh have a chance to check out the nganu um tyson fury fight nope i didn't oh. i just kind of saw the aftermath yeah it's worth checking out surprisingly and and we talked about it before I didn't think that Nganu was going to hang with Fury at all. And uh, allegedly, Fury took it serious. Um, and Francis just surprised us, surprised us with his boxing. Even, he wasn't even that technical of a striker in the UFC. He had power, but he's a little wild. He was composed, countered, allowed Fury to come in and just was catching him with bombs and actually dropped him and run one of the rounds. And a lot of people thought that it was either a draw or that Nganu won. And if you look at the the punch stat numbers, Nganu landed more power shots. Fury landed more shots overall. So it came down to boxing. But either way, it was a win for him because for anybody to break away from the UFC, go at it with Dana, just getting the fight was a win because it's a big payday for him. For him to come out looking like he either won or was competitive is also a big payday for him. So, I mean, a big win for him. So he might actually, they talking about him being able to now maybe mm-hmm. fight Deontay Wilder, maybe yep. fight Anthony Joshua. And for them, those are money fights because now he's built up this. Now he, there, he, he don't have the sleeper effect this time where they're going to sleep on him, but um, it's awesome. And, and honestly, his story coming from basically nothing um, in Africa trying multiple times to sneak out the country of eventually uh migrated over to france wanted to be a boxer ended up in mma mma champion to this and now he's a millionaire man and he was you know really like dirt poor nothing is is amazing and it just shows the kind of athlete he's not young either he's he's like 35 36 oh wow so shout out to him did he have good defense during the fight decent you know what i mean like again um um fury I mean, they all heavyweight, so they're they right. all hit, they're not hit the hard. People, yeah. But um, you know, Fury, as far as technical boxing goes, is pretty good. And it's not like Ngannou, he got caught, but it wasn't like he got caught, caught where it was like, oh no, he's about to go down. You know what I mean? He was the one landing those shots. Um, and actually, you you know, you can't judge off of it. But if it was a street fight, you know what I mean? People would have been like, nah, he lost because Fury was a bit more lumped up. You know what I mean? He had the, uh. the, the signs of war on his face. But good fight. Only thing I didn't like, it was in Abu Dhabi and, you know, they're trying to launch this new um, boxing entertainment promotion. It was like three hours between the co-main uh, event and the main oh, event, geez, man. And they got Little Baby and Becky G performing. And like, I'm used to the UFC that, you know, is a little bit more concise, especially on the pay-per-views. Like, man, just get to the fight. But right. once the fight happened, it actually was a competitive bout and exciting to watch. And uh 
Kanye was in the audience and Conor McGregor and uh, um, uh, Canelo. Like they had all the boxing legends, all the MMA legends. They had um, there was somebody else that was that was famous, famous Eminem, like a bunch mm. of celebrities and stuff. You know, they do it big over in the desert. So uh, worth checking out if y'all, you know, um, catch it on the replay. Uh, good stuff. Uh, and some sad news, though. I don't know if you guys saw and I don't know if they figured out what actually happened but uh matthew perry chandler bing from friends passed away this week so some sad news there um especially because he was a bit of a um success story because he had been doing a tour for his book basically talking about um his addiction battles and some of the things he went through and i didn't realize he had like a a a lot of trauma to his body and all that because of addiction um Mm -hmm. alcohol and drugs and it's crazy because this sounds like and it could happen to any of us and you never know when your day is, but it doesn't even sound like this was drug related. All it right. sounds like he might've been playing pickleball or something right before mm-hmm. had his heart elevated, <clears throat> probably was in the hot tub and had a heart attack or something. And then ended up drowning is what they're theorizing, but they're still waiting on the autopsy. But either way it's sad because for him to kind of rise up from that. And now, um, yeah. friends is, you know, uh, getting that second lifehood, uh, or, or life. It's like uh, the fourth or fifth life of yeah. friends. That show, that show <laughs> will not die. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. funny. If you see the memes where they're talking about friends, like, Hey, you can't get away with this or where's the black friend? Where's the Asian friend? But, right. and, and this it's interesting to me because I know for sure with Loft, cause you know, uh, we came up together, we were watching Martin and living single. I knew Friends existed and I knew Seinfeld existed, but I didn't start enjoying those shows until reruns, for real. Like once you it started, got syndicated. You, you started enjoying them, Jax? <laughs> See, yeah. I, I, already, I already played this drop. Oh, Seinfeld petty, is bro. funny, man. Seinfeld is funny. Yeah. I did, personally, I, I really oh, did seen. not. I never like, I gave Friends a chance. Yeah. But it was not, it, it wasn't something that I would even view that would even live up close to the expectations people put right. on it. Put on it. Yeah. It's, it's decent. Yeah, my, my it's best friend, more of a my, sitcom. my best friend was a fan of friends and I always thought he was so weird for loving that show. So much. <laughs> yeah. It just but was he, hard. It was on he, the same time slot. Like I'm he, picking Martin. You know I mean, what this I mean? was, this was in college. So in okay, college, okay. in so college, he loved that joint. So Martin was done. Martin had already stopped coming on. It was syndication, okay. but he loved that show. Like to the point where, as far as I knew, he watched it when it was coming on live. Um, oh, wow. How he watched that. And maybe he skipped living single. <laughs> he maybe he watched Martin skip living single or something. I don't know. I don't know how he did it. Um, Seinfeld. I've watched. So the only aspect of friends that I really liked, it's the sap in me. I, I got a sappy side is the relationship stuff, but it wasn't comedic. So I couldn't get into it. I I didn't find the humor in it. Oh. Seinfeld, Seinfeld, I could find the humor in. So but you were I like just, a, a Monica Ross shipper. Yeah, like like that stuff was, <laughs> and that was probably because I found myself at times in them on again, off again types of relationships, just so yeah, I could relate yeah. to that type of thing. You're a lover, man. But, we get it, right? <laughs> but, uh, but Seinfeld, I found the humor in it, but I just never was drawn into the show like that. That I wanted to watch it all the time. Yeah, it makes me like. Do so, y'all like Curb Your Enthusiasm? Because it's pretty yeah. much the same yeah, see, humor. I, that's and another that's David. another one that I that everybody uh, loves, and I've checked it out, and I'm like, okay, I get why y'all like it. It just ain't for me. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love that, that awkward humor, man. Um, especially with um 
Um, what was the tall um, Larry character David. on Friends who played the dummy? Phoebe was her name. Phoebe, Phoebe yeah. yeah. Phoebe was funny. Phoebe she was kept, funny. She's the one who get, let me even give Friends a chance. Like, yeah, Phoebe she, was Her funny. character and her writing, the writing they did for her was hilarious. Like, I Actually, Phoebe was. and Chandler were funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Chandler Nobody probably was one of the one of the funniest characters, which yeah. you know why yeah. for me. I I can't say I was a Friends fan, but whenever I watched it, I liked Phoebe and Chandler. That episode when she was smelly cat, smelly cat. What yeah, so you got are they feeding you? Yeah. <laughs> you got, right, you got quotes. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who would ever thought the Black Cinematic Universe would be sitting here talking about Friends? Man, R.I.P. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, but I guess we'll move on. Um, do a little, I guess, uh, light recap, touch on Gen V, and then we'll dig deep just to avoid some spoilers so people can catch up on seven and eight. And we'll probably hit seven and eight next week once we get Jonathan back. But overall thoughts on Gen V for y'all, and, and I guess I'll start. One of the things that stands out for me in this show, um, and the boys overall, and it's probably because it's Halloween and we got horror movie Dane in the house and I've been watching more horror is um, the fact that it's so gory. Like I love like it's almost like horror movie kills where they're punching through people. They're smashing heads. Um, what's the kid, Sam? Whenever he hits yeah. somebody and then we talked about it with power set, sometimes he hit people and they explode. And sometimes they hit people, but it's usually the superheroes that can maybe take his um, hits a little more. But yeah. Um, and then the virus stuff, like I thought it was good, but that that's one of the things that kind of stood out for me, but probably because it's October and, or it was October, we in November now, but going through that month of October with horror movie on my mind. Yeah. I, oh, my bad. Clear love. I was just going to say for me, it's uh, something that we touched on when the show first, we got introduced. We, I talked about how they did a, a what I thought was a pretty cool take is they took a lot of the struggles and challenges that. Uh, youth struggle with and sort of made them uh, a dynamic of their superpower or whatever. And then you kind of get to see them kind of going through this adolescent struggle with it, but like it's a superpower. So it was like, I thought that was a creative use of the show. Um, And I think the the larger universe really sets itself on satire, like a satire of the superhero genre. And, um, you know, I, I like how they took that and made it a little bit distinctly different from the boys in that way. Yeah, I, I, I did not see, I, I mean, I know that they do satire in the boys and then I expected it somewhat in this show as well. But until we had that last conversation uh, we had with you, Love, about how you see all of the characters that they are satiring in mm-hmm. in each character, I really didn't see it. But now that's all I'm seeing. Oh, now, okay. that, now that you've called it out, like even in the last two episodes, they you know there's a couple of new power sets that you get to see, and I'm like, oh, that's oh, that's you know, and just just noticing like who they're pulling those or who has those similar types of powers right. really stands out to me. And, and it's not a bad thing; it just gives a different perspective of the show. I definitely um, feel like I overall enjoy the first season of this more than I did the last season of boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked the last season of boys, but boys third season has started to feel like more of the same at times. Yeah. 
Like I would, I, you know, other than maybe like the orgy scene where they had that big party, like it, it was, it right. was the same old stuff, but that's, you know, when you go so wild on these shows, at some point you got to try and outdo everything you've done before. So the orgy scene, although it was the wildest thing we've probably seen, it still was like just a whole lot more of the same because they, they do show stuff like that. So I, I think I did like this a little bit more than season three of the boys in big part because of like the aspect that you talked about, how the young adult, like college age things that you deal with trying to figure out the type of person you want to be, the type of adult dealing mm-hmm. with, you know, the, the, the social aspect of being independent and being on your own and coming to grips with that. And some of those right. pressures and people being suicidal and stuff like that. They, they sort of touch on all of that type of stuff. Right. Yeah, what, 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 if they had to do that, I'm, I, maybe I'm prying a little bit, but what, what would your power have been if they had to talk about you with, or if they had to characterize you into a way where the superpower was a play on what your biggest oh, insecurity had, was? I'd have had like a split personality joint. Wow. Yeah, I'd have had like a, I'd have had a joint where I was sort of like, like meek, different people, quiet, yeah, and then like like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Mister mm-hmm. Hyde type joint, because yeah. I sort of broke out of my shell in college. Mm-hmm. I was real reserved and and sit in the corner and just observe everything coming out of high school. But by the time I got out of college, I was more of a people person, more of a you know get in the crowd and, and talk to people. And I was never like that up until yeah. probably like twenty. So it would probably be something like that, a play my, on that. Mine probably would have been closer to Ant Man. Um, okay. Everybody used to call me Little Loft because my father was laughing at too. I, right? I, I had that problem too. <laughs> but I was also a little kid. Yeah. And I just developed a complex. I was skinny and little. And all my family, I got cousins that's six five. My other cousins was always big and tall yeah. for their age and the ninety ninth percentile. And they they used to eat real good. And so it was like that kind of would get all that like recognition and attention. Like, yeah. look how why you don't eat. Look yeah. how you gotta eat, get some skin <laughs> on your bones. Like, I would get all of those cliches, and it. Yeah. I think it 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 made me develop a complex like I was little. And now, like even as a person who's not little by any measure, like I still would have struggled with that. So I probably you either would like been, I want to get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. <laughs> I ain't even gonna hold you. Like I really do have a little bit of body dysmorphia. Like people compliment me on my size from lifting weights and stuff. And it's like in my head, I'm still this skinny kid. But so I either would have been like a Hulk where I'm, I was like, I was thinking that too. Yeah. And and I think that's honestly a big reason why Hulk was my favorite character. Cause it's Uh, like, you get to become who you aren't. Right. Like Bruce man is a scrawny nerd or whatever, or it would have been an Ant-Man like where I'm, like yeah. able to change my size from small and then go to giant stuff like that. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's essentially like the Hulk thing is essentially what I meant by the like the Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde oh, type okay. of thing. So yeah, and I it's it's funny I it, when you talk about your background, I always remember how much we got in common because I'm Dane after my father, but I'm mm-hmm. not a junior, so I got called Little Dane or Dano. <laughs> like, as a kid <laughs> and, and i was short i was always like the shortest kid so it's yeah. funny yeah that's the best yeah. thing about comic books and we're not the best thing but like one of the things that sticks out when it comes to comic books is that they're typically for nerdier fare or people that want to you know aspire to be something else so you could kind of yeah. live through these characters and like most of the 
protagonists start as scientists, nerds, meek, mild-mannered people, and they become these larger-than-life heroes. I think mine would probably be something to do because everybody used to always be like, oh, you're so quiet. You're so shy. So I probably would be like Black Bolt or something. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> just start talking and just blow people away. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I don't talk. <laughs> now y'all blown up. <laughs> See, I thought you was going to say Shang-Chi. <laughs> hey, who do y'all, because that, that's one of the most interesting things about Gen V is we get to see new characters and they're still very creative in the way that they display the powers, not just using their insecurities, but they're still creative powers. Like, who is y'all favorite character thus far in the show? Dan going to say Maria because he likes the blood wielder. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going first now. Oh, well, I- I actually was about to say her, but then you you called me. Oh, out. did so, I see? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, My bad. If I if I if I didn't pick her, I would actually probably pick Polarity, just because he got that Magneto power, and you know that's always like a vicious power. And yeah. So I, I'm I I I really wish they would have given us a more powerful example of how they would do it. Like had his father do some stuff so we could see, Oh, this is the potential he has. Right. And then, then, you know, sort of show us his build up or the difference in the level he's at versus where his father is at with it. Um, but that power in and of itself, the little bit they showed us of it, it, it was pretty tight. And so, I think they should do more dialogue period, either if it's in the X-Men when it's actually Magneto or like a series like this. Cause I don't know that people really, if you don't read the comics, you don't know the full extent of yeah. why that power is so, so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. And this would have been a good opportunity for them to have more dialogue about it. Plus it's a power that isn't redone a lot. Yeah, that's true. We see that's super true. strength. We see invisibility. We see all the fire and all these things all the time. You don't see that magnetism one that often. So I think that some of that could help people realize how much damage you could do with that power. And maybe that's why I like both both of those powers because they they're more unique than yeah. some of the other powers. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. Maria's just seems gross. <laughs> it is, I mean, it is but gross, but what she evolved. can do with it is vicious. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of cool. I, how it yeah, I, I'll say that I was a little bit more um i guess i, I think i was I, I became more cool with it once right. they started showing her have a l- element of control over blood not yeah. just projectiling her blood that right. seemed kind of weird to me and stupid um i think part what of it's like because you know they never really expressed the density of blood you know like you could really do some stuff with water water is yeah. can become very heavy and hard to hurt you with it right yeah but like blood is probably even more dense so if you think about it that way you could probably do some damage but once she started like giving getting what was uh the dude struggling with um or was it a girl no it was a girl she was bleeding out Oh, in the club when she got cut by accident yeah, and she stopped the blood from flowing she made and it she clot stopped it and yeah. clotted it that that was kind of dope and it made her i guess a hero that her ranking went up because of that yeah so, yeah they they definitely could go a lot of ways with that if uh, laugh i don't know if you're familiar with um the last airbender cartoon the nickelodeon cartoon mm-hmm. but they did uh two different series they did the first one was just Airbending, wind, 
fire and water. And then in the second season, they sort of took all of those to the next level. And mm-hmm. the next level of water bending was blood bending. Uh, and, they, and they did some crazy stuff in that show with it and showed how those powers were related. Yeah. So it's funny that you that that you call out the difference in like the density of water and blood because that's sort of part of oh, okay. they're like your body is like 75 percent water so your blood is mostly water so water yeah. benders if they get strong enough can bend blood uh, and that's yeah. that's where they took it and did all kinds of crazy mm-hmm. stuff for that well, show, i don't so. know about bending blood but i'm I mean, probably that's what they, that's just what they call it. people strokes <laughs> i'm making you lightheaded like if you're what's his name um uh uh the superman dude um oh golden boy no, from the boys. Oh, Homelander. Oh, Homelander. So Homelander, we see his immense strength and nobody can rock with him. Yeah. But could she? Like if if he has blood in his body to the extent of her power, could she create situations internally that he can't control? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe. Sometimes those if she are the strong ways enough, you, yeah. That's how you can balance the balancing act of like certain powers and bring certain when you have that project, the problem of like overpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah you uh start bringing in people who could kind of bring it back down yeah this this actually has made me more excited to see the boys season four because i know season three i just hope you know coming from the comics and seeing what they did with butcher i get what they did but at times butcher seems so one-dimensional in this and like a little bit too obsessed with the revenge and doing dumb stuff and i didn't like how he's like i've got power and i got addiction and like all of that that was going on in season three. So I hopefully yeah. they kind of refocus and make Butcher tight because he's supposed to be the person that's the protagonist, but he wasn't interesting. Like he kind of got on, started to get on my nerves toward, toward he got, the end. Became very one dimensional. Yeah. Like, so yeah. hopefully they yeah. refocus he, that. He lost nuance. Like, yep. It, it, yep. Would be, it would be different if, you know, as the facts changed and my opinion changes a little bit. But yeah, he was. He and, was very and some short-sighted. of that might be that they found out. Um, the comics did a good balance of it, but I think that on the show, they found out that Homelander kind of is the star and they kind of focus more on Homelander yeah. and less on the boys. You know what yeah, I mean? That's what it feels like. That's, that's exactly what it feels like. Yep. Yeah. My man from Banshee, he a star, man. I'm telling you. He I'll is, man. Banshee. He done blow up. <laughs> what was, uh, that Cobweb, another scary movie for you, Dane. Uh, and he's in it. All right, you, you, you getting carried away, bro. I'm not watching all these scary movies. <laughs> Horror movie Dane is only here to the 30, to the first or the second. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put that on my list. Yeah. Cobweb is, is interesting. Uh, it's good. Not great, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want y'all y'all be giving me a hard time and laugh and be like, right. man, that joy. Because <laughs> it's kind of what's what was the weird one, man? Um, that we saw with the people in the basement joint. Oh uh, yeah, it was just uh, the God, it's, it's kind of along those lines. Oh, okay. It's weird, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's 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 worth checking out, man. Um, I guess moving on, uh, Loki. Episode four and five. Uh, what y'all think of Loki? Uh, this this episode is interesting. It it picks up with uh, Miss Minutes and Renslayer kind of deciding that we don't need that man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He broke up, broke our hearts. Um, and then of course, uh, Miss Minutes is Ms. diabolical. Snitch, bro. Yeah, as diabolical <laughs> as she is, she decided she to go freak. ahead. 
<laughs> try to get that body. She try to right, get that right. Uh, AI body, man. Come at my man, Jonathan. <laughs> Made me uncomfortable, man. A little but clock yeah, talking uh, to you like that. Yeah, but this picks up with them at the um, end of time uh, with uh, he who remains his body there. Miss Menace yeah basically reveals to renslayer like yeah y'all were in love and um he put his work before you and said that you know he erased her memory just like he did everybody else's in the tva with uh protocol 42 and that's kind of where it picks up and then it you know uh their revolution as uh um the rest of the crew is is trying to save the tva from um breaking down and and uh victor timely actually joined the team but uh what y'all think of this episode we'll start here and then we'll get to episode five i guess so the one thing that i really wish john was here for this because i really want (laughs) to hear his opinion on the show overall because he gives the marvel shows such a hard time and this joint is really done well, man. Even yeah. if even if yeah. the story is hard to follow at times, like the the cinematography and the acting is just so good in this joint. Like yep. it, it's Jonathan Majors is a monster. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, I mean we knew we know he is, but like dude is really like a completely different person. Yeah, like this is the third rendition we've seen. We saw He Who Remains, and then we saw. I'm guessing that was Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man, even though I don't know that they necessarily said he was Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. And then we see we see Victor Timely, and all three of them dudes are three different characters. Right. And that's not even adding in the roles that he has done outside of this. Like, you forget he was just Dame, you know what yeah, I mean, and Rocky. Yeah, and right. And the bodybuilder in the, in the yeah. movie. Yeah. And then Lovecraft, like, whole yeah. different people uh, but, so but it's talented but, man but it's even crazier when you think about the fact that these are the same person from yeah. different universes so he could essentially pack it in and be like what's well, the same person so they're gonna right. act a little bit the same yeah he's like nah it's a totally different person every yeah. time I we do talked it. about it before i love how he added the stutter and then yeah. even nuances within the character the episode where um they first meet victor timely where his stutter was more pronounced because he was running the long con on him yeah he still has a stutter but he played that up to seem uh, weaker and so like just the way that i don't know and I, I don't know if he has help from marvel or whoever but it'd be interesting to hear his process like when he decides what each of these characters are going to be and what he brings to them, because it almost seems like they're very unique and he yeah. gives them unique tips and things to kind of separate. Didn't, them. didn't he go to Juilliard? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure he's probably learned. Yeah. Like, but when you approach yeah. something like this, here's how you go about yeah, you, it. You know who else went to Juilliard? Who? Black Falcon. <laughs> come on <Yeah>. man <laughs> so, so it Y'all ain't just Tony Mac a rough time it man. ain't just because he went to Juilliard yeah. <laughs> some oh, stuff is just man. in you bro I think his I think he might just have that work ethic it, it, and you probably right James he probably is talking to people but he's yeah. like okay tell me what I need to know about this but, but when you look at the like the Daniel Day Lewis's and stuff they all have their process and yeah. different things I really feel like he pro- they, he probably has to run it past Marvel of course but I'm sure when he comes to them he's like this is my vision for the character and this is how I think I'm going to portray him and then right. as he you know um, works out the kinks in it it evolves so it's kind of dope to see that process there 
Um, one of the cool scenes that I thought in this was for uh, Victor Timely and Ob to actually meet each other oh, yeah, and like be fanboys. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like so. Funny. You know, did I write this and you followed, or did you write this? So how do y'all? Yeah, so I I couldn't wait to ask y'all this. How yeah, that, this, y'all... Is, this is the exact conversation we need John for because this is the stuff that drives him crazy about time travel, <laughs> yeah. and they intentionally leaned into it just to drive yeah. him nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know thing. there's no right answer to this, but I'm he kind who of remains. Like, he, how do you he, reconcile this? He who remains wrote it. Yeah, and Victor Timely is not he who remains. Ah, He's a different. It version of okay. of Kang. So but it's just so cool because you know um OB's name is Ouroboros and it's basically Which the snake is, eating his yeah, tail. Yeah the never ending infinite, yeah. never ending uh, loop, loop. Yeah. See that going and that play out and them lean into it. I was like this is pretty cool. And it's like uh actually it's one of them times where it's like you know they say never meet your heroes. <laughs> right. <laughs> they met their right. heroes and actually had a good time, man. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that stuck out to me is like kind of going back to what y'all first started talking about is even the l- smaller, like just throwaway characters are really good actors. Yeah. And I just yeah. am so mad because it's like, I get there was a very good fan reaction to Loki, but it's kind of like, why would you waste all of this investment on a Loki show, but not do that for like that, that the like a listers. Because Loki, their product, as good as this. At times, this this show feels like I'm watching a movie. Like I'm really watching a Marvel. Yeah. So when you say a listers, do you mean like Iron Man, Spider Man, or do well, you Iron mean Man like- wasn't a, Iron Man? What? Hold on, hold on, time out. Iron Man was not an a lister when they made the Iron Man. Well, movie. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. It was X Men. It was it was X Men and Spider Man. Those were the a listers. Well, the, I consider a listers and Hulk. Yeah, and Hulk. people who had premiere standalone comics in the gotcha. golden age of so comics. you mean comics. Oh, Iron Man is oh, okay. not a great so saying, success. So you're saying Iron Man wasn't a great success, success but Iron but Man has a, been a standalone character. Comic. Okay. I, by I himself. So he's a comic so he book. He's like a villain or a comic book A-lister. I was just trying to yeah. differentiate yeah, because, because there are there are there are popular there are public uh, public opinion A-listers. Hulk, Spider-Man, X-Men, they were famous outside of just comic right. book fans. Yeah. But Iron Man, Captain America, Thor were A-listers in the comic book world for sure. Right. I, I, I follow you now. So, like, who are you looking to have their own sit? Because I was just wanted to differentiate because I didn't know if you were referring to, like, Hawkeye should have had a better show. And really, it comes oh, down to some of the stuff had we talked about writing. Yeah. Like, there's, not one whoever, character, there's not one character that has not been given a show so far mm-hmm. that couldn't have had a better show so first and foremost you could they could have invested differently or better to make those shows better and we would have been happy with them yeah so whether they're a-list or not they could have been better but i guess my big criticism is i think we've shifted into a place where they're giving all these spinoffs before they've even hit some of the other a-list characters i think the movie success made blade a better more prominent character but we just hear about all the issues with his show and what decisions they have going on into that show. And when we look at Black Panther, he was a kind of a comic book success and an A-lister to some degree. But just the approach with Coogler, it's like you win when you invest in that way. Coogler got all the best actors, right? Yeah. All to play these roles in this film and it was worth it and it, it paid off. 
Yeah, but I think what the problem is and and what we're glossing over is the way that Marvel did this, especially with the shows. They yeah. like Loki shows like it worked out because they selected the right director and the right writer and I guess they technically didn't have a showrunner, but mm. that was a success. But when you select somebody and don't have a showrunner and you just have a writer that kind of, they allowed to go willy-nilly with the characters, it showed. Like so yeah. you can see uh-huh. like with a Coogler there was a direct vision with the Russos. You could see their vision and it went right. But uh, yeah. Taika Waititi, Waititi, yeah, a little different. You know what I mean? But yeah. there has to be somebody there that keeps those directors in check and they got to select. But even if you look at the people. sets, if you look at the sets, like even though it's a closed set, like just the feel of the lighting and the way yeah. they create this sort of like TVA feel like right. yeah. is really dope to me. Like, let's, so unique. Let, again, let's take into and account and let's take into account. He is one of two characters to get a show that already had been established in the That's movies. True, true. And that Wanda's yeah. show was dope That's like that. That's true. And his show has been dope like that because and, they and are honesty, established. They, they, they are. Uh, they are A-listers as far as the series goes. They are Marvel Studios right. A-listers because they've been around for but, over a and decade. I, and I think it just boils down to direction, too, because Moon Knight didn't look bad. There were just moments, you know what I mean? But for the most part, it boiled down to writing. Like, yeah, it, just got it was boring. a story. Yeah. And the same with Hawkeye. Um, again, I think the directors do a better job. And we also learned, and we talked about it last week, that... Marvel was just like, we don't care. Just film it. We'll fix yeah. it in post. Like, so get everything, do everything. We don't care. And messed up Hulk just, after that. Yeah, it was just a, a bad look for a lot of these shows. And but oh, Falcon. Falcon looked good. Falcon yeah. and Bucky. Writing was bad, but overall the yeah. the look it was on point there. But I think that's where Marvel goes kind of off the rails a little bit. And hopefully they're starting to recenter. I mean, we got the Echo trailer and stuff to talk about, and we're talking about Blade and stuff in the news. So it looks like they are getting back on track um bob Iger is back and he chopping heads and just basically starting from scratch and man it, it, it's but, like when you a rapper man and you took your whole rhyme book and just ripped that yeah, joint out right. and started the newest let, you know? let the body right. hit the floor <laughs> hey but going back to uh uh episode four for marvel and for loki i thought that the death scene when uh, miss minutes and Renslayer caught up with what's her name, General Dox, and oh yeah, uh, yeah. was it Brad, Twitter. whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter B, and, and basically, yeah, <laughs> Zaniac, yeah, <laughs> basically took that group and said, hey, you know, join us, you know, uh, but basically uh, get down to lay down, right? <laughs> they, they Beanie Siegel them for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they, they put them, they put them in the box and restricted their air. It like wasn't graphic. No, that wasn't restricting their air. They well, they them shrunk and, yeah. that box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I thought that was pretty brutal as far as Marvel goes. Like it didn't show it and it wasn't it is, gory. But I was yeah, like, that was the good old horror tactic from Jaws, like where you don't yeah. see it and your imagination does all. But the work. I felt it. <laughs> yeah, and the sound yeah. that's that they create. Yeah, you hear like the the noises of them uh, like yelling and then they going quiet and yeah. crunching is uh that joke was bad yeah but i i thought that was that was pretty brutal man that miss uh, menace was miss menace is creepy and that's she's just looking at that joke cheesing yep yeah that joke's yeah. gross that's been yeah. a pretty interesting turn this season the way yeah. they have given her a certain conniving, deceitful yeah. angle, and then the fact that we understand a little bit more about her 
sort of like backstory and origin and then just to see how manipulative she is and thinking about uh here's an interesting thought it's almost like thinking about ultron like Mm -hmm. they could do a lot with miss minutes um if she truly is a sentient ai like you know i I, i'm kind of wondering if you know she'll be somebody and prayerfully she won't get a spinoff show And it's kind of one of those <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where I almost feel like the writers looked at it and was like, man, Miss Minutes is, you know, especially from last season, it's she's was eternally happy and this motto, like, you know, the way that she looked as a symbol. And they probably was like, man, she's kind of creepy. Like, yeah. what if we just flip her? Into that, she's, uh... Yeah, she's still smiling. She's still the same Miss Minute. She's still like one of those traditional 50s or 60s, 60s yeah, like cause, logos, cause advertisement. In, but... yeah, season one, she was, let's all go to the movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> in this, in this girl, she a Chucky doll. <laughs> a seductress. <Exactly>. A seductress <laughs> Chucky doll. Hey, right. and, and I know we got to get to to, uh, episode five, but I also thought talking about uh, Renslayer and Miss uh, Miss Minutes when they captured Victor Timely, and he was like, "Oh, hello!" <laughs> like, he, he, he looked uncomfortable. It was like, right. "Man, you getting caught with your old exes?" And you like, "Damn, yeah. now what?" <laughs> He's trying to like play it off, man. I thought that was again. It's it's weird to say good acting because Miss Minutes isn't a real person, but it was good acting in that scene between um Renslayer, Victor Timely, and Miss Minutes trying and, to and Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes is petty. <laughs> she, <laughs> but it, it, she was about to get taken out. She was like, you'll never be him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then I guess we'll get to what for me was a good finale. And and I don't know. I I, I don't know if now with episode five, if that changes things, but I feel like if Jonathan was here, this is the part that he would have liked because we talk about consequences and surprises and things like that. Um, we get Victor all suited up. He's the person that's going to take the little um, thing into the, uh, what do they call it? The, um, it was, I can't remember. It, the, 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 the loom? The loom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was going to take it into the loom. He gets suited up. And we were thinking in typical Marvel fashion, he's going to go in there and, you know, ah, fight, ah, fall down and then succeed. And he walked out and immediately was like, splat. I was was so (laughs) shocked when they did that. Yep. And then the same Red Slayer dies. And I was like, oh, snap. (laughs) Um, And then ultimately, everybody um, gets zapped and we lose the TVA. So. Uh, I know Jonathan kind of likes some consequences and likes a dark ending, but I know for me, I was shocked because I didn't expect Victor Timely to go out like that. Um, and honestly, I didn't exactly know what happened until episode five because he like turned the silly string. It looked like yeah. <laughs> right. It, it, out it, that. it was very reminiscent of the snap. And I felt like they took yes. notes. They took notes from Infinity War because yeah, at the end of Infinity War, at War, you were like, "Dang, Thanos won!" But you knew yep. there was another movie, uh-huh. so you knew there was something else. So this, that's up, how the yeah. ending of Four felt. It was like, "Hold up, they lost." That's a real good point because yeah. that's how I left feeling like that's it, and it's <laughs> yeah. rolling, and I'm like, yeah. "Man, it's like a after scene." I was like, oh, "Yeah, wow. I, I, <laughs> I had the same feeling." I was like, "Okay, I know it's more episodes. What's what's after that?" Yeah, like, but absolutely, yeah. that was Infinity War, man. That's a that's a good point to point out. So rolling into episode five, which pretty much picks up right where that uh, leaves off. But we find out that Loki, because he's time slipping, um, 
the TVA is lost, but ultimately Loki still survives. And he begins yeah. to time slip through these different branches um, for the characters that we see. Um, and what, uh, Mobius was selling Sea-Doo's and jet skis. <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, B-15 was a nurse. Um, I can't remember, what's the Asian guy's name uh, that was the, the prisoner that was a, a convict? Oh, the he was he worked in the office. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't remember, I can't remember yeah, his name. He was always a nice guy, the good guy in the office. And, yeah. and no matter what, Ob is still always so cool. He's man. Ob, like, yeah. <laughs> but he ended up being a scientist that was writing a science fiction novel that wanted not. He just was like, ah, I'm a physicist because I got to pay the bills, but I really am an author, <laughs> right? And he's sneaking his books in the library. But um, so what y'all think of this? latest episode is, is Loki's time slipping and you you kind of see what the members of the TVA would have been in their potential real lives if they weren't snatched out the timeline by he who remains. So I had one thing that I wasn't quite sure. I don't know if I was following correctly. Was Loki jumping when he time slips? Is he in the same timeline or is he jumping to different different streams different time streams because it seemed like was... they were all in the same place like i would think if they got slipped they wouldn't all necessarily go to the same time stream the, you know they wouldn't jump to the right. same time that, stream, i so. don't know i know it was different years like b15 yeah. was 2012 mobius right. was 2022 ob was 94 so how you but i don't know years if... <laughs> I, I i called my my other brother he who remains james, james who remains like hey man <laughs> no you are james who remains let's get that straight but uh but i don't know yeah i didn't think about were they actually on totally different you know because i know they were streams. using they were using a time pad at one point but then he was also right. doing the jumping himself which, yeah which um ob kind of explained that he is working almost like a time pad, but he's yeah. picking up on the auras of his friends and these certain people in this group that, you know, give off certain energy and he's subconsciously slipping to find his, you know, crew yeah. as he's going through. But he was like, hey, if you could control your time slipping, you wouldn't need the time pad. But he like, I can't control it. So let's make a time pad. And Obi does his thing. <laughs> It actually does make a time pad, but I, I I didn't think about that, so I don't know. Again, Jonathan yeah. would know. I felt like they might have just been on the same time stream in different times, um, but I didn't see anything that differentiated, like you know what I mean, like a yeah. weird piece of technology or something historical that was off in any of their backgrounds. Yeah, so it, it's I I like the fact that. The the female Loki, I'm forgetting her name right now. Sylvie. Uh, Sylvie. They I like the fact that Sylvie the mullet. Seen, <laughs> her hair is terrible to see. <laughs> I, I, I like the fact that Sylvie seems to also be aware, but she doesn't yeah. have the control. And I guess that they, you know, they're making that like a Loki type of trait since she's supposed to be a female Loki. Right, a Loki so he's yeah. not he's not going through it alone. But I loved and let me jump back for a second. I love when it first starts. I love when they do stuff like he time slips, sees what we realize is a version of himself yeah. and says like, hey, and then time slips again <laughs> and then walks in that joint, lifts up the book and then hears himself say, hey, and then looks back. But then he doesn't realize it's the same thing. 
even though we realize it. Like I, I like when they do something. Yeah, they, like that they did a good job with that. They yeah, because yeah. it, it's it it definitely makes it gives you that Back to the Future feel like, oh, so we can actually see something we already seen before because we right. know that he can hop back. It adds intrigue to it for me personally. So yeah. I love when they do stuff like that. Um, once again, the episode was was filmed very well. It was, it was. It acted very well. Um, I, 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 everything you said, all the characters, that, you know, I, I love how they went back and got all the characters and we got to see like their true personalities, yeah. which sort of lends itself to why they act the way that they do in the TVA, their personality, Correct. except for my man that was getting out of prison. Yeah, he's like, like the it, biggest mystery in the world. Like, how's this dude a convict? <laughs> right. But, but he's, he's like the clear. nicest guy. In the, yeah, he's like the <laughs> nicest guy in the TVA. Um, I I really left. Oh, my favorite scene, and it's it's the simplest scene when Sylvie went to the uh the record store, and they had all of like the the funk music playing in the background. And, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so dope right now. And then like everything, just the the way it looked when the whole world just started to string cheese on her. Yeah, and like even the dude running at her when he realized something was wrong. I'm uh-huh. like, what was he trying to do? Because he he was like reaching out to grab her hand, and, and he got string cheese. And that was interesting too, because Sylvie was all but like, hey, let people live their lives. What's yeah. gonna happen is gonna happen. But when she lost that funk music, she was like, yeah. Nah, man, let me go find Loki. <laughs> I, lost, I lost my brother and that funk music. I got to, I got to go fix this. <laughs> But yeah, man, um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I kind of think it's ironic, too, that Loki's running around talking about, you're a scientist. We need science, 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 science. And he's yeah. a magic based superhero. Right, that right. was my issue, too. Like, well, not an issue. It's just something I've just formally accepted. I, I would have liked if magic looked like a power that was similar across heroes and villains, which yeah. to a certain extent, and Wanda looks a little different than Doctor Strange. Yeah. But then Loki kind of looks different too. So yeah. that's where I think it throws it off. Like Wanda has like this red mist. Loki has this green mist. mist but yeah. then I like the I like the way Strange and all of those magicians look like sorcery looks like that. Right. Yeah. It'd have been dope if they were all sort of similar. And then, well, I, I I can understand them explaining that Doctor Strange and them trained together, so theirs looks the same. But Wanda isn't trained with them, so hers might be different. I could see yeah. them explaining it that way, but they don't even do that. They don't give us that explanation. Because even yeah. um, dude that was with Thanos is it Grievous Clave or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, his looks like Strange, right? And right. he's an alien from another universe or whatever, but his looks like Strange, and I yeah. like that. I like that continuity. That magic is magic. Right. I so then when you bring in Wanda and Loki, it's weird because Loki is almost like, you were a frost giant. They never go back to that. I know, right? <laughs> uh, like at what, forgot about that. At what point does he feel more comfortable in a human form? And why is he staying in that form forever? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no I, real incentive for him not to be in that, which is a real, it really has always been to me a weird story that they went. Well, in the, they, in the, in the comics, they explain it, but they don't explain it in the Marvel universe. So I okay. think I think they're just trying to leave well enough alone because yeah. it would take a lot more to like paint him blue right. every episode. Right. And, right. Yeah, so. But I kind of look at it too, like fighting styles. You know what I mean? Like it's all right. magic based, green mist, and this and that. Where uh-huh. Strange and the crew, and and even like you said, um, in Endgame with Glavis, they 
have the hand signals and the way that magic, even Shang-Chi's magic kind of seems like it falls more in that lane, but yeah. he's got a different twist on it. So they're yeah. all kind of in the same base, but it's like, yeah, yeah, Kung Fu, Fu throws punches, but it's not boxing. Right. It's Cause, you know, but I guess I'm saying I have a, I like the idea that they, these are spells you have to know and you right. have to master so I get that from Strange and his counterpart. Yeah, and I like it looks like magic. they've studied a sort of yeah. art and they're doing magic that way. Whereas Loki, it looks like all he has to do is think of something. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think you know. Corvus and Loki may be born with well, no, Loki has to be magic because he was born a frost giant. So you're right, right about Loki. Corvus, I thought he was born just like his people just have that his alien race has that power. So it's not right. necessarily magic to him. It's just what our abilities that we have. And it, it, it operates just like magic. But to your point, Loki, yeah, Loki would have to have learned it at some yeah, point because yeah. he wasn't like it ain't like Thor going around doing right, that joint too. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of see it in Asgard where they have a little bit of magic and stuff like that. But yeah, it doesn't seem like they study as hard as Strange and his, you know, crew. And even Wanda, like and they could have even threw weird. that in there. That's an easy ex- explanation to just throw in there. Like I was yeah. never going to be as strong as Thor, so I just took up magic and I loved it. Like because even you see with Wanda, she's talented, yeah. but she does do those finger waves. Hers and are she, different, and she do right. dark magic too. And then right. she right. Right. read the dark. See, hole I could explain better if they made her different because of what is she called? Uh, uh, I forget, but yeah, yeah. but she's, she's like a this being yeah. that's a, a nexus being or whatever. Yeah. And that would have been a fine, but yeah, it's just a little small criticism. Yeah, they they and they could have even said Loki took on magic because everybody was that you know was so powerful around him and he right. didn't have those powers. But because of the race of people he is from, magic comes to them easily. So yeah. he didn't have to train as hard. It just yeah. you know so. Yeah, you, but you, I just you. thought it's funny that like he was the guy the one magic based person in the whole show and it's his show but he is so heavily relying and and it's funny because he's come around when episode one where like you know his magic wasn't effective as effective in the tva like and he wasn't didn't believe it but now he's like i'm so glad you said that because like why would think about that we're gonna make a show about a super villain where he can't use his powers in the right in this area or this 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 place that they're in right which usually frustrates me but i think their budget got better but if i'm a loki fan and i tune in to see loki i probably would have been disappointed because i didn't get to see loki you know what i mean i got this watered down version it's it's not a i like loki so it's not a bad show the the directions they've taken haven't thrown me off I almost would argue it could be better if some of that was in there. If he was yeah. constantly doing like deceptive trickery, yeah. almost like someone who's on a street corner who's tricking you out of your money. Yeah. If Loki did that on a regular basis to get problems solved, I feel like I would love to show more. Like if he was just making people see different <laughs> things that they're not supposed to really be seeing. Now, like, they did you, step it up this year, though, like with did. his magic, which I appreciate it. I, yeah. I think, I think. I think the reason that they probably chose to go the route that they were, of course, budget played a lot into it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think a, a reason that they probably went that direction is because they're trying to transition Loki from being the, okay, this is one of the major villains, to Loki is now going to be one of the major heroes. When we get to Secret War, Loki's going to be on the side of the good fighting against Kang, because right. that's that's what he's doing right now. He's trying to stop 
all of the stuff that he who remained put into place. Which Which is corny because I think it's all driven by this fan appeal that people liked Loki. So they've made this work. And actors actors get made in the A-listers all the time, B. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I I mean, it's fine. I'll accept it. But it's like, you know, kind of one of them things where I'm like, he just going to take the place of a real hero just because fans like them. Well, honestly, I think he's going to, I think the all them heroes are going to pop up. Unfortunately, I think we're going to have like Fox heroes popping up. But I, I think because this story has gone so much into his show, that he's going to be one of the major people because he's going to have most of the knowledge about who Kang is or he who remains or whichever yeah, version right. of it is that's orchestrating things at the end. So I, I think yeah. he's going to have to be a part of that final battle along with other people. Right, right. Know. And I mean, there, there is some story arcs and stuff there that might be interesting because uh, Loki and Thor technically haven't seen each other, you know, I guess yeah. in forever, however long, but it's been a minute. So for the Thor... And Loki that knew each other before, they're two different characters almost now. Like, yeah. And like, you know, Loki left as a bad guy. He's had this growth where, you know, even now he's talking about, you know, friends and having purpose and all that stuff. And then Thor has been through everything that he's been through with, um, you know, between Endgame and well, I don't even know if we want to count Ragnarok and all that stuff. But <laughs> well, we, can count Ragnarok, Ragnarok, we can count um, Ragnarok because Loki was in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Love and Thunder, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But it's it's interesting because this Loki is was pulled right after the first Avengers movie. So he yeah. is he does relate to that main uh, main version of Thor. Right. But the main version of Thor has no idea that there's a version of his brother still alive out there. Yep, so, yep. Yeah. And then, like I said, he missed all that other stuff after yeah. Avengers. So he's going to come back like, huh? Well, you got a daughter? <laughs> is, is this Kang? <laughs> like, what is going on <laughs> right, on TVA? Right. What timeline is this? What happened? Uh, yeah. So, But ultimately, just to wrap up our review on this, the episode ends, which you could kind of see it going that way where Loki masters his ability because uh, all hope is lost. Um, the, the TVA, which was pretty cool again, very in game where no, he's no like, worse. Hey, where'd the, the, uh, whatever tablet go. And then they go to my man. that was in prison. <laughs> and he's like, I ain't take it. And then all of a sudden he melts and I was like, Oh crap. And then they're like, Oh, oh B you got to fix it. And then he's gone and you like, Oh snap. And then the whole, uh, you know, uh, world breaks down and that was enough to snap Loki out of it. Um, and he figures out how to time slip. Uh, so ultimately these next episodes are probably going to be him slipping back to a point where they can, um, fix everything. And I think that answers kind of my question because I'm assuming if he can go back, we can see, um, Victor Timely again, but he didn't appear in the episode at all. I guess because he wasn't part of the original crew, but he seemed important right. to fixing the timeline. But maybe not. Maybe now that Loki can slip back to a certain point, they won't need Timely to open the, the gate to get to. Maybe not. But the very last scene when Loki went back to the TVA into the room where the gate had locked up on him. Mm hmm. I, I couldn't tell if that was when Victor Timely was there or if that was the first time before it right, shut down right. on them. So I they, assume he'll be in it. I mean, I, I, his, his, his character has had way too much impact at this point just to have him go away. But it would be interesting if they did. But selfishly, yeah. I would like to continue to see more Victor Timely. <laughs> right. No, I agree. So, I mean, uh, and it's two more episodes of Loki or six the final? Six is it six is it okay yeah, yeah. so 
So that'll be the season finale, which kind of makes sense. But uh, overall, I'm enjoying Loki, man. I'm not ready to rate it yet. But as far as Disney Plus shows go, it's, it's bar none. It's the top dog right now. Yeah, yeah. Season yeah, two. Up there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, uh, just ahead of Falcon. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, man. I guess I'm going to intro myself, man. Big James. Oh, with oh. the news. <laughs> uh, we, we touched on this before, and, and I guess coming from Loki and, and talking Victor Timely and everything else, uh, we've discussed it several times, uh, Jonathan Major's legal troubles. But what I thought was interesting is an article came out recently that during that turmoil or that turbulent time where they were trying to figure out what they're going to do uh, moving forward with the MCU and Kang, they had actually considered moving away from uh, Jonathan Majors, but not only moving away from Majors, but moving away from the a character of Kang totally and going with Dr. Doom. Uh, what do y'all think of that? And do y'all think it would have been a good move, bad move? Um, is it too early to introduce Dr. Doom without the Fantastic Four? It's a lot of hurdles if they had gone down that road. Yeah, I'm a fan. <clears throat> I'm a fan of the Marvel that we think of when we think of Feige having 10 years plotted out, right? And all the intricacies of the different movies having this connective tissue. So to pivot like that to me seems like what is happening more recently and resulting in some of the poor product we've been seeing is them just making sort of decisions on the fly with no like letting different directors do different things and trying to rush out projects like that's what that feels like to me. So I'm I'm down on that decision for that reason. Um but by far Dr. Doom is like he he's he he's he's going to put butts in seats. Like he he would be yeah. an upgrade. But I I think I like the progression of seeing him come later like you know the big bads are good but I want Kang to get a chance to breathe a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. You already you already gave us a little bit of it. It's like, I want to see this thing through. So I would almost prefer they recast than go away right. from Kang. Right, yeah, because right. we we definitely have, what, two and a half years of buildup on Kang right now since the first time we saw one of his renditions. So I like the buildup, like you said. Uh, I will say this, though. If they had gone the route of Dr. Doom and not force the Fantastic Four as well, I would have been interested to see how that looked because Dr. Doom always gets paired up with the Fantastic Four in right. his introduction. So it would have been interesting to see how they tried to pull that off, but it definitely would have been a force. And it, we would have felt that, that, that it was forced. So it, yeah. it probably wouldn't have been done well with the track record of recent years. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, sometimes difficult times calls for difficult decisions, but I am happy that they ultimately did not go that way. Right. Like, kind of like you guys are saying, I want to see the um, conclusion of how this Kang saga builds out. I'm I'm liking how it's built up just mainly because of Jonathan Major's performances, not because Ant-Man, <laughs> which I didn't hate as much as everybody else. Shocking. Uh, but I want to see that finish especially after watching loki and everything else and i just don't want dr doom shoehorned in or wasted because you know if they put him in too soon does that mess up what the ultimate plans are is he shoehorned in it would have been interesting like you said to see him not be with fantastic four or how they introduce him without the fantastic right. four and then reintroduce him to the fantastic four i think it would have been too convoluted i think sticking with kang was the good decision but 
um, it, it's interesting that they were uh, in panic mode when it happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, not for nothing, and not for nothing, it's just good to let like a legal process play out. Like, I also like yeah. the idea of like letting a person be guilty when they're guilty. Like, don't don't just start letting con- cancel culture dictate like certain stuff until it's you know until yeah. they actually get a, a ruling on something. Right. Yeah, but uh, very interesting and and also interesting. And I always butcher his name, and Dan gonna correct me. But Mahershala Ali, um, basically, ah, I'm gonna go ahead and air horn it. Uh, but he almost left Blade until the new writer who, gosh, man, I forget what show uh, he came from, uh, Logan. Yeah. Uh, he was the writer oh, yeah. for the Logan movies. Um, until that happened, um, he was actually going to leave. Now, I know it got hairy for a while, but I didn't know it got to the point where he actually was like, I'm out of here. Like, y'all aren't doing things correctly. And luckily, I don't know if this is when Iger came back and was able to um circumvent some of the stuff or when uh or or prior to or whatever but i'm I'm glad that whatever happened they scrapped whatever script that they had and then they started from scratch which it seems like they're doing with a lot of the characters that i like man you know what it was long live the big bi my man <laughs> coming in the clean house bro he ain't having none of that nonsense he's like you you want to <laughs> leave because of what he out of here let me go find somebody else. He was like, y'all trying to get rid of who? Nah, <laughs> <Right>. man. <laughs> hey, nah, you know what's what? Oh, go ahead. That, no, nah, I was going to say that's good. And I'm I'm glad that Mahershala, and, and I don't know that this is what prompted it, but I'm just saying, I'm glad that Mahershala cared enough about the project rather yeah, than just saying, well, they they paying me, so I'm just going to let the project be what it is. Like, but on, but honestly, like, he used his leverage as the, he, the he knew Snipes was going double yeah, back. I, I was going to say, when, he, when, he, when we heard that he reached out to Snipes and, and and made sure he was cool with him taking on that role. And Wesley yeah. Snipes gave, you know, his blessing on or whatever. I knew he was the right man for the job. I mean, I, I always felt that way because I'm a Mahershala Ali fan as far as him acting. Yeah. But but when he, you know, that, that lets you know he was invested in trying to do it right. Because yeah. he, he felt like it was done well in the late 90s and he wanted to do it justice. So I, I'm not surprised in him, you know, having his standard. And his Even in the time that Marvel's used him in the past, he was the best thing about Luke Cage. Like, yeah. like they use him on the Luke Cage show. He was the best thing about that show. And they cut him out halfway through the first season. But not yeah. everybody. So I think there's a difference between I want to do a good job. Cause if you think about it, Mahershala could have killed it in this too. He, he can be responsible for killing it. Yeah. that's But true. to care about the larger project being a quality, being a part of a project that's quality and having a standard where you're willing to walk away, yeah. Like I, I, I think that like not most people would stand on that type of integrity. So I applaud him for that, and I think we are going to be the beneficiaries. Yeah. Because from what I'm hearing, this was not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I, I think he also probably is in it for the long haul too. He's like, I got to play this role, and this guy, this going to be a major yeah. part of my legacy. Oh. So I need this to be right. So, Loft, before the show started, you were saying that there was some additional rumors going around that he wasn't even like top build. He was like fourth. Yeah. I read a rumor from a writer on Blade who apparently reported that he was the fourth lead 
So <laughs> crazy. What what that could mean is two things. It could mean that they were equally sharing, like an Avengers type. Did <laughs> you call them James? <laughs> the, the friends of Blade or something. <laughs> Blade and family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Blade and his amazing friends. Yeah. Uh, or you could interpret it as there are three other leads who were ahead of him, and he's just sort of like this monster in the background. And both of those sound really poor, like Ridiculous. really bad to to go with. So they'd have had Lady Blade up front, <laughs> slapping Blade around like, Blade-ja. "Oh, you're not very good, Blade." <laughs> hey, Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? This that's, actually that's Bay ba- as in B A E. Let's just to make that clear. <laughs> I, I did y'all y'all probably didn't have a chance to watch it and uh, I wish Jonathan was here because if he did watch it um he would have liked it and if he hasn't he needs to but South Park just did into the pander verse uh, <laughs> so it basically was talking about how oh, Marvel okay. is pandering to different audiences and like so basically Cartman and of another Cartman from another um, timeline or universe um, kind of merge, and it's Cartman is a black female um, oh, who, and, and of course, all the South Park people are diverse um, uh, female characters, and Cartman and um, them collide in it. And basically, Kathleen Kennedy, who, for those that don't know, was in charge of Marvel, and allegedly she is the person that did a lot of this. Um, changing of um genders and making sure that everything is diverse and incorporated and encompassing she's the villain and she is the one like ultimately running the pandaverse and making it so um and they're talking about how bad marvel movies are and everything but this just made me think of that um like uh oh they're ruining our movies and they're interjecting a you know um transgender cartman just for no reason at all like make her cool you know what i mean it's just so sad that we, man, as as big comic book fans, I mean, this is all we ever wanted, man, was like yep. to just have an amazing cinematic rendition of the characters. <laughs> and it's like now it's just become like a parody. Like people, yep. like it's just crazy how full circle things have come. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm it hoping could it'll be, come it back. It could be worse. It could be DC. <laughs> it could be. It could be DC. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there's hope. It sounds like Marvel at least is accepting where DC almost denies that they're making mistakes. It seems like at least Iger yeah. is accepting the mistakes that they've made. And again, I don't know, man. He he got Feige in the basement. Like, nah, bro, you ain't doing no interviews until we get this fixed. I haven't heard of Feige. I told you. He told him he on the back burner until <laughs> uh, the ship is right. Yeah, get your stuff right. But it seems like they're trying to rectify the issues that we recognize. They are at least acknowledging and and trying to fix and then actually divulging more than we even knew. Like, oh, this is worse than I thought. Uh, Uh, But uh, talking about hope and sunshine, did y'all check out the Echo trailer? (laughs) (laughs) And a full disclosure, I'm a Daredevil fan and Echo is one of the characters that I actually enjoyed. Um, I always liked her power, even though it sounds like the director of Echo doesn't agree with me. But I <laughs> thought it was pretty cool to be able to watch anybody. And uh, uh, um, for those that listen to the show, no, I really like watching fight sports and martial arts and things like that. So for me to be able to look at Floyd Mayweather or Anderson Silva and take all their moves in an instant 
and learn their abilities and powers, I thought was dope. And the same thing with Daredevil. But uh, what y'all think of the trailer? Um, and then we'll get into some of the comments that the director made. I, I think you are full of it because <laughs> you act like you didn't take all of those jujitsu moves and go to the gym <laughs> and start working on them immediately. <laughs> but but, uh, but as far as the trailer, I, I actually was surprisingly pleased with what I saw in the trailer. Um, but we le- last saw her where we left off with uh, the the Hawkeye show. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in what they did with Echo in, in the Hawkeye show. And I mean, of course, that's going to linger. Some of those disappointments are going to linger because they've I already know, established that's who the character is. Like, I don't know how you are this martial arts fighting hero, apparently, slash villain um, that that does all of this fighting with. I mean, I know they want they, they, you know, they, uh, back to the Pandaverse thing they, they were doing. <laughs> they were trying to show people with disabilities, but there are some right. disabilities you just can't fight right. the kingpin with. And like, it wasn't enough that the character was <laughs> deaf. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and minority, like yeah, what is right. she, Native American? It's like, come yeah, on, the, man, can we? Like, she, like that's not de- enough. Like being deaf, <laughs> being deaf could have been enough. Like, enough. like no leg. <laughs> she doesn't have a leg, but she out <laughs> right. here fighting uh, a, an extremely trained martial artist in Hawkeye. <laughs> got two hundred pounds on her, right? And Kingpin, you know I mean? who got two hundred pounds on her, throwing her like, around the room, uh, around the alley. She yeah. ain't beating Cobra Kai, man. Johnny's right. sweep the leg, <laughs> sweep right. the leg. <laughs> but so which was which is more of the reason why it would have been cool to just keep superpowers, like yeah, emphasize yeah, the power. That this yeah, is not normal. They are enhanced, right? Yeah, that would have made more sense if she had those disabilities, but she had a superpower that puts her a level, a step above regular right. people. Then it would have made a little more sense. But with that said, the tone of this trailer, yep. what they showed about Kingpin and the things that they've extracted from the actual comics that they're you know putting into the show, um, it looks like Daredevil is going to have a cameo in this joint. Hopefully it won't be the Wonder Woman type of cameo. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the She-Hulk type of cam- cameo. I said Wonder Woman. That too. That yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully it won't be the She-Hulk. Too. Yeah, we we don't we don't want Daredevil barefoot taking a walk of shame from Echo's uh, <laughs> condo in this joint. <laughs> but um, it, the the tone looks great. It looks yeah, dark. Yeah, this is going to be the yeah. first TVMA yep. uh, Disney Plus show, so oh, that's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah. So you Words or watch it on Hulu, so it'll be on Hulu. Yeah, you can watch it on Hulu. They did show a headshot. Uh, yeah, they, they they show people getting getting shot. They show some blood splatter. Like yeah. they really they really going this this is the show that y'all been like. So what they going to do on Disney? <laughs> and like, the director is saying the director is saying some of the right things. One of the comments that he had was that in this world he wanted that enhanced sense of violence. These are more street level characters where they're not trying to save the world. They're just trying to keep the peace, save their areas. But he said that it should come with consequences. So I'm fully expecting main characters not to make it, to to die, to be injured. Those are the things that you want when you have something that's TVMA. Um, hopefully that's the case. I know Jonathan to be somewhere angry and mad, but um, if it falls in line with that, I think he would be good with Don't it. Don't get your hopes up. Because <laughs> we literally saw, we, they made us believe that 
you know, Kingpin got shot in the head and all he has is an eye patch. <laughs> well, that, that, that actually was straight from the that. comics. That was straight yeah. from the comics. So I, I, I knew actually he wasn't eyes. dead. Yeah, it was both eyes in the comics. Yeah. 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 What I couldn't tell, and I guess it's going to be a little of both, is it's going to be past and present. So it's, I guess, going to be her origin story and how she became right, Echo right. and then after what we saw in Hawkeye. Yeah. I'm guessing. And, and is his first name Vincent D'Onofrio? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. They need to go ahead and sign him to the lifetime uh, agreement <laughs> to play Kingpin because he's the, he's the perfect Kingpin. Man. He does. And I really like the fact that he seems to take pride in it and he takes it serious. Like he's a well-known actor, been around for a while, but he's not taking the tack that like this character's corny or superheroes or this or that. Like he's really nah. looking at this as a serious role and is putting his all into it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, he definitely like, approaches Kingpin like uh, a mass murdering serial killer that yeah, run, yeah. that runs the mob. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we touched on it, man, a little bit or alluded to it. But interestingly enough, um, I liked what the director said pre- previously about there being real life consequences. What I don't like is that he confirmed that um, Echo will not have the same power set she had in the comics. Now, reading between the lines, that doesn't mean that she won't have powers. It just means that he basically said to him, like, being able to mimic is lame. So he probably is going to do something more. I don't know what that would be. And do these powers emerge after Hawkeye? Because it didn't appear that she had powers in Hawkeye. She just was a martial artist. and Well, well, in Hawkeye, she could just read people's movements real well like she she just had a which heightened was, sense of which kinda, was essentially copying like their yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, 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 and that's that's the, the that's the other part of it is like <clears throat> so you you move into this place of trying to have more inclusion right so now if i'm someone with different abilities and i'm excited about this character and i find out and I, again we don't have confirmation on this but i find out she don't even have powers that's a letdown for me. Yeah, right. absolutely. That's no different than being a black person and finally getting like this cool superhero and then you find out, oh yeah, yeah. you don't have no powers. Oh, no, they, like, they, that, they well, that's what not, I wanted. They so better not do that to Luke Cage. So basically you found out that it was Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Falcon America. Now that's lame, right? Like that's me not being a poor choice of word, but that's, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why, you know, we watch this stuff. Go ahead and like, finish, you know? go ahead and finish the statement. <laughs> Dang. Grow up, man. Stop. Stop. Are you done? Um, no, nah, but that's... <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you done? Hey, somebody, somebody got to go rob. Somebody got, got, somebody got to go rob on this journey every now and then, bro. Don't play with me. But nah, man, um, I, I hope that that doesn't mean she doesn't have powers at all. Um, it sounds like maybe he's going to just give her something. I hope it's not laser beams coming out her eyes or something goofy. I assume it's going to be maybe super strength of some sort or speed. I don't they, know what they gonna, falls they gonna fighting. They're going to give her uh, Luke Cage powers, man. <laughs> she, she was whooping some tail in the trailer, though. Yeah. yeah. And I like Choreography looked, looked good. good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she looked uh, like. She don't, and this is one of John's points as well. They'll take a female character like this and make her gritty. And like, right. that's what I like about her. Like she, the whole theme was we hear this like voiceover of Kingpin saying we're mm-hmm. the same. And they yeah. just show both of them being brutal, which is what I liked. Right. It was like, right. 
But it's like, then we'll get someone like Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it's a <laughs> comedy and it's silly. And they don't, right. they don't, when someone's down, they don't keep beating on them. They let them go and <laughs> they're kind. It's like, why, why did that shift? Why can't we just like, why does toxic masculinity prevent us from having masculine shows and stuff? Yeah, it doesn't make uh, sense. But yeah, it's funny. It's Iger again is a throwback to a different generation. It seems like they started Daredevil over. And Daredevil seems to fall in line in this universe, so I'm yeah. praying that that's, he's going to be a little bit more gritty, and that's going to be the focus, man. So Echo is based in the Hell's Kitchen area, mm-hmm. I assume. Ish. Then we, ish. Then we're going to get Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Then we got Jessica Jones and Luke Cage out there floating around, and they in the Harlem, Harlem, yeah. which is just south of Hell's Kitchen, right? Oh, just north of Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder, are they coming? Are, are all these shows they going to end up doing like another Defenders type of thing and have all these characters connected? I wouldn't be mad at that if they did it and then did it better. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I like those team ups. Like I yeah. like Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage. I like Jessica Jones' story in the comic books and Luke Cage's crossover. I like right. when daredevil and him fight or they fight kingpin or they gotta unite to fight kingpin man even you know every once in a while they even mix spider-man in there with these new york right yeah i'm i'm good with all of that if it's done right and it's not done on the cheap you know what i mean it's spider-man which was he from the bronx or was he from queens 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 okay queens get the money <laughs> That's right uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I guess moving on. So we coming up on time, but uh, this one this this one hits hard, man. Oh, see, my voice is already breaking up. I'm trying to keep my composure, but uh, <laughs> this might be the final knife uh in the chest of the CW uh cinematic <laughs> universe. <sighs> Superman and Lois is gonna end after four seasons, so. This is going to be the last one coming up. Uh, and this was probably one of the better CW shows um, that they made. They actually invested a good budget. Um, it sounds like the creators are cutting back, uh, don't want to make the show for the money that it costs. And the writers are basically like, hey, we'll just gracefully bow out and go out on top, which ain't a bad thing. Arrow probably had five seasons too many. The same with The Flash. Like, you know, maybe they had stopped at season four or five. They'd have went out on top. But, uh, Thoughts on that? Am I the only one still watching? The only one sad? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't get this joint a round of applause. <laughs> I ain't giving it a round of applause, man. <laughs> That's just dirty. <laughs> I'm also surprised this joint made it past season two. Yeah, sometimes when you care about somebody, you gotta let them feel that pain <laughs> and at the end of it say that's what you get. And that's what I'm gonna say to you, James. That's what you get. You got invested in this CW crap. And then here it goes. Cancel. Cancel City. They it just is got not good. Deeper. It is not good. Stop you saying that. I, you know what I got to say to you, man. You ain't got the answers. <laughs> now, I did I did give this show a chance. I watched season one and was and you pleasantly it. surprised. Then season two came. And once I started seeing some of the direction, I said, I'm out. I know this is where I cut the cord. I'm cutting bait and I'm out. I know it's listeners out there that feel my pain. Don't let these guys uh, 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 
take away from your sorrow. Mourn this this show. Enjoy this last season, and maybe even rewatch. Maybe we'll get these naysayers to rewatch the first three seasons. Also, listeners, you have to take into account that James is two hundred and seventy three years old, <laughs> so he yeah. has the patience right. <laughs> unknown to most humans on this planet. <laughs> I was there when uh, <laughs> a- Action Comics uh, one came out, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's, it's some horror movie news which is right there for my man horror movie dame um it follows which was a break breakthrough um horror movie um kind of played on um sexuality and and um uh, promiscuousness but basically what would happen is if the uh protagonist um had sex or uh with um this evil virus monster what would happen is this monster would kind of chase you so you would pass it along you would have to give it to someone else which again kind of plays around with that thought but um, so it's a a horror horror flick about AIDS basically kind (laughs) of it kind of it kind of you know what if it came out in the 90s like 80s 90s that would have been the easy HIV yeah it would have been criticized for that like yeah. the uh, would have gave, but when you watch it now, it's almost like it do be making you feel like is that sort of the undercurrent of the message? Like, yeah, okay, the message, yeah. It, it it, I, I ain't gonna lie, like it was actually intriguing. Like I thought it was kind of good. Like they yeah, do a scary. great job. Yeah, they do a great job with like not even showing you nothing. It's just this camera angle, like something's following these people, yeah. and it's and constant the, suspicion of like what is this that, thing following them? It's just right. kind of like a tall monster thing that would pop up that was following them was scary. Um, but basically, they are making a sequel to It Follows called They Follows, um, being developed, which kind of insinuates that there are going to be more than one It. Which or is it a transit? <laughs> True. It's interesting, though, because this kind of bothers me a little. I like sometimes when they up the ante, but sometimes you don't have to up the ante. It's kind of like in Jurassic Park where the raptors and Tyrannosaurus Rex are dope enough. You don't have to make the Megasaurus Rex or whatever (laughs) Make up Make up dinosaurs that's just bigger for no reason. It doesn't have to be they live where it's like, you know. But in certain instances, alien to aliens up the ante and it was enjoyable so it's possible that it's good but uh sometimes i feel like hollywood feels the need to outdo uh what they did before and we were talking about a little bit before this with heat like i hope that heat too doesn't feel the obligation to be like we've got to one up the gunfight that's not fair basically basically what what you're saying is there's a line we we cool with aliens but we don't need prometheus (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's kind of unfair though because we we can't kill hollywood for doing the uh the the other alternative of putting out a very similar movie and then us right because that has happened too where you get um what was it uh the Denzel joint Equalizer oh yeah oh uh, yeah. we 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 kind of paying the third one for just being like this cookie cutter version of a similar yeah. storyline right. and having the same and it was stuff it's like yeah like you kind of want them to up the ante I think there are ways to do it that's not non repetitive. Right. Yeah, and, and I'm, some I'm of the stuff with, we have seen has been pretty much like over the top, and we'd be yeah. like, "Yeah, have to do it." And with action movies, you up the ante, but just make the action more. You know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. like even with John Wick, like they up the ante, and then it went like so far left that it was more of a comic book um, superhero right, movie right. than it was the action movie. So yeah. I think it could work, but I get a little nervous when it's like 
they follow and that's the selling point like hey multiple monsters but it might be good man i think it will be if you know it seems like the uh writer creator director is still behind it um the original was good it was creative it was fun but i always laugh at that when hollywood does it and sometimes it's done well sometimes it's not um i'm gonna skip this one just for time uh we'll get to it next week because i want to get into some of these trailers that we watched um and the first one <laughs> stars Lost doppelganger ryan gosling yeah. <laughs> lafayette gosling probably from queens too um in a remake <laughs> rendition of the fall guy which is a 80s yeah 80s television yeah. show that follows a stuntman and his cool truck <laughs> <laughs> and he solves mysteries and helps people basically uh but yeah. what y'all think about the trailer the new and i know if jonathan was here i know what he's gonna say so i'm gonna say it for him why do we need this <laughs> who asked for this do something creative so all right jonathan's out the way <laughs> what do y'all got so you know the original was that it had a small tweak which was you had this stunt guy who was great at his job, but then he twilighted as a bounty hunter. And that made for a weekly television program, right? I think that's cool. I think this one falls into one of them categories where I think it still translates better as a show. Yeah. And I think that storyline was better. But this is one of those trailers where you basically see the whole movie. Like they start <laughs> yeah. with the yeah. beginning and you see the whole movie <laughs> by the end of the trailer. And the the storyline they're following is like basically he got to find the 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 star of the movie to save the production <laughs> and that joint just don't sound as good to me um, and for what it was worth um and as silly as the premise sounds and the way the 80s word it took the material seriously yeah, yeah like yeah. it wasn't like a joke kind of like slapstick where this seems like it's got Absolutely a little bit a more slapstick humor you know yeah. tongue-in-cheek and I don't know if you could do this show and and take it serious, but I preferred the more serious Lee Majors version to right. kind of yeah. In this it, it almost it almost feels like a parody of the original. Yeah, in, in the trailer, like they they outright just making fun of how silly the premise is. Right. Um. And it, and it's I mean clearly it's just for mindless entertainment purposes based on that trailer because like I said they ain't even hiding the plot of the. Of the show, they they show you the whole plot of the story. So if, if you can't check your brain at the door and just be entertained by the action and the laughs, this joke gonna be trash, and <laughs> and there's no point in you going to see. It. <laughs> hey man, full disclosure, I got movie pass, so I might see it. But this well, is probably... well, we we preclude you from all of those yeah, types of comments because we know you're going to see everything. This you gotta probably... tell us what you aren't gonna go see, <laughs> right? That's well, when we I was gonna, gonna be say, like, wow. I'm probably not gonna see this in the theater, but it depends on when it comes out. If it's nothing else to see, I might drop in and see it if I had the time. But this is probably a streaming watch. Yeah. Uh, moving on in the trailers, uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer <laughs> drop. That's a weird what title, boy. Yeah, what do y'all think, man? Caesar's back at it. Think so, about that title, bro. That's such a weird title. Like, <laughs> who, who do the they planet. think we are? They think we stupid. <laughs> that sounds so dumb to me. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Why you ain't just call it Planet of the Apes 4? Right, the right. kingdom, the kingdom have... of the apes. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, so I think the point of this movie is this is the uh, their rendition of the original movie. 
uh, where humans humans no longer yeah, are the dominant like species yeah. and like they don't talk apes talk apes walk up on all you know but always walk on two feet and then they're going to get introduced to a human that talks and Which, it's cool because like the original movies you know i was taken as a little kid to back to watch the you know the replays of the original movies and enjoyed them as a little kid so i have really loved this series but this trailer in particular didn't look as intriguing as the other two but i guess because it's telling the original story and it's like well i've seen this so how are they gonna make it different yeah it may might but uh one of the things that jumps out to me is that man caesar you a sellout bro you, <laughs> you, you became the man he got a he got a pet dog <laughs> he's riding a horse and he got a bird falcon like oh you just oppressing these lesser species to get your gain and take over the world now that the, the man is gone and then when the man come back you're gonna try to oppress him again man and you using he gonna, he gonna be the one to help him <laughs> using these other animals man propagating them and putting them out there oppression so they can serve you after you got your freedom right, <laughs> man, you should be full of ways stepping into the brother blackfish Black telling us how it goes <laughs> Jonathan must have took your koofy man like something's going on right. he, he not only didn't show up for the show he he, he black and dang because I, I knew you was going to be all over this how, man, uh, see the problem is the, the problem the problem is this is one of my one of my series this is one of my joints <laughs> that I really really oh, enjoy okay. so it's like dang I, what can I bash this joint when I'm probably going to be on opening day at the theater <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. like i got all three of the other ones on blu-ray in the drawer <laughs> of course you can i do it every every time man i'll be here like but yeah you that's don't, gonna be that's gonna don't, be terrible <laughs> and i'll be right james there, you like, never say anything's gonna be terrible you you say yeah it probably man, won't be that good the marvels looks pretty terrible and full disclosure i'm gonna be there thursday night <laughs> I'm, a, I, I'm, a, I'm gonna be there friday <laughs> okay <Yeah>. so <laughs> <laughs> I never yeah, said one it was of them franchises terrible. where it's like we kind of was done. Like we yeah. didn't need another uh, sequel. We didn't need another. Yeah, I, I thought I legit thought it was over. Yeah, yeah. but I did like the Miss Marvel television show. So maybe throwing her in the mix. You talking Monica about Planet of the Apes, man? Anybody talking about yeah. Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <man. laughs> oh man. Just finishing up uh, a new trailer for FX TV show. And FX does TV very well. Very well. So when they yeah, do they series, they're usually good. Uh, but this one's called Shogun. Mm. It looks like it it follows feudal Japan. And <laughs> apparently uh, a few um, outsiders uh, are in the nah, midst say who they are. Say who they are. <laughs> Be specific. <laughs> Be specific. Uh, uh, two Euro pilgrims. Europeans. We'll, <laughs> we'll call them pilgrims. Uh, I, I don't know if it's two, but I don't. I, I, it, it looks no, I like maybe they. I think stranded. it's one. Yeah, I think it's a. I, I don't know if they get stranded. They wash up shipwreck. on their. Yeah. yeah, they shipwreck on their shore or yeah. something like that. Which, which it looks right. good, man. But but, but there is also a European army. I don't know if that's French or British, uh, but there's so this there's is soldiers. the last MRI, man. Go ahead, we could just say it. <laughs> We've seen this. Again, so so let me. Let me let me a full disclosure. 
Samurai's is right. Samurai's is right up my alley too. So these last two trailers was full. Oh me. man, these La- last two trailers last, have exposed the, Dame, the man. last Samurai. Y'all got on me before for not bashing that joint. That's one of my favorite movies. This <laughs> joint, I, so mad at I, F, FX. We got another one. I think this joint looked great. <laughs> like I think the joint looked like it's gonna be good. You and, and I'm and I and one thing I definitely want to call out is about time, my man, Horiyuki Sonata. Became yeah, the king yeah. of one of these samurai nations. <laughs> he always like the the, right, the baddest right, henchman. Man, he ain't never right. the boss. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Finally, they making him the boss. My man deserves his due. It's been it's been a long time coming. Yeah, um, it the looks zone, good, the, man. The, the, the zone looks like it's filmed very well. It looks like a movie. It looks like the last samurai on, yep. in the theater. I actually, until you corrected me, forgot that it wasn't a movie until I was like, oh yeah, yeah they did say yeah. it's FX when watching yeah. the trailer just I, because it was I, so good, so I'm, well acted. You can't lose with samurai, man, and you can't <laughs> lose with FX lately. In in the right, last right. what five, six, seven years, is they they've been they've been hitting. So I I'm yeah. looking forward to this one. I was surprised. Yeah. I didn't look at the trailer at first when you told me to look at it. Uh-huh. I was sitting here. With my jaw dropped a little bit, pause because I, I was like, "Oh, this is right up my alley." Like I love samurais, like and and it's that same uh that that same fantasy as you know, the, like the the Game of Thrones type of stuff, like those those worlds with the sword fighting and all that stuff. I just I, I get into that stuff some, for some reason. Did, did y'all play or are y'all familiar with the game uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, no, I, never I, yeah, I know, I know of the game, but I, you know, I'm not a gamer anymore like y'all are. So. Yeah, but this one I saw this trailer, it made me think because that's you know uh, a very very good game. Follows samurai culture, you get to be a samurai, all that stuff. It made me want to made me think like, damn, that would be a dope if they, you know, again, we don't have a whole lot of success with video game to movie transitions, but um, if they the were boss at one, the end, uh, a European that's a better samurai than you are? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> it don't sell out like the the uh, uh, movies and television that Dane watches. <laughs> hey, bro, it's the samurai aspect. It's not the, the, the not the Tom Cruise aspect. I got, I literally have four samurai swords in my house right now. <laughs> like, and, and I know it doesn't all necessarily work, um, but there is that story where there was like an African samurai that came yeah. in, you know. But man, at least I give watched us that, that too. I watched that animated series. Too. That anime, yeah. Like at least uh, so it, apparently, like, um, make him a brother. What's our guy that does uh, Atlanta? Lakeith. Lakeith stands. So I yeah. think Lakeith is working on a real live action version of that. Oh, that he is? Yeah, he did that. the voice he did the voice on the animated joint. So, yeah, yeah, so I yeah, I so I think when I see stuff like this though, it's like do they just think that white people aren't going to go see it unless they're centered in a movie or but a you, show? But you know the like but you know the movie industry yeah. thought, has thought that for a long time. That's why yeah. Black Panther was such a big deal because they were like, "Oh, people actually went to go see a movie, a black yeah, movie." Yes, but at this stage, we have proven that that's not necessary anymore. Well, not that well, crazy not. rich Asians. Well, you right. Went to yeah. see it and loved it. Black you're Panther. Right. Everybody went to Shang, see it. Shang Chi even did Shang-Chi. pretty good. So yeah. it's it's like it's are these is just still a remnant of that. Oh, absolutely. Or did somebody just really think I don't I don't believe this, but this is based on a true story that really happened. So did someone just say, you know, I mean, that's a great story. I want to write this show. Maybe when we see it, it won't be. Yeah, it won't be sort of centered around whiteness, <laughs> which yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, FX does a good job story wise and tend to have yeah, good writers. So I, I they don't might trick us. Yeah, but I don't it looks know like that he's the main character. Yeah, the, the white dude's the white dude doesn't look like he becomes a samurai. 
Right. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely expect him to be one of the main characters because the right. samurais are probably going to have to. Oh, they definitely yeah. going to have him teaching them some stuff. Or have you thought about doing <laughs> well, this? I, I think they probably going. It, it's probably going to be a dispute within their culture. Like he's not one of us. Get him out of here. And then it's yeah. going to be like the, the girl falling in love with him or something like that. And it's like, right. no, he's a good man. This, you know, the but John Smith that, story. So, that but, I wouldn't mind. Like if he isn't prominent. Um. You know, like isn't a, doesn't become a samurai. Like I wouldn't yeah. mind if he's just there, part of the culture. And that's important. And then, that's important. You know, shoots his musket or whatever. Yeah, that's fight. important. Like you know, white people got to get used to being around and not being the center. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. and not being accustomed to seeing that fed to them all the time. Yeah. Like you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get this show, but you or this movie, and it's gonna make you feel like affirmed and make you feel like you're the center of the world all the time. Like yeah. that ain't how it is. Yeah. We gotta watch TV where we're not the center of the world. We gotta like superheroes <laughs> and stuff where we don't even show up but to say, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> like, yeah, Warrior does a good job of that, like separating yes. some of the stuff and you know, not Warrior making the, the, the Irish people ninjas like, hey, they box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they yeah. do a good job of it. But that old school boxing too with their fists like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody box like that in my boxing class. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. I'd be laughing. Just saw it on YouTube and was like, I'm gonna just take the 50s version and, and go it's with funny because he's getting better. Like he he's very new and he's yeah. getting better. But he still he punches harder, but he still punched with that same form. With the, yeah, the twisted up wrist. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. punches <laughs> came natural. Like that's just feels, you know, what he went to. What is uh, he, 92? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this guy's name. Jim- he might be Jim- one of my folks. Irish. Just... He probably Irish. Look, that's one of one of James, James grandchildren. Like... Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. I guess that'll be it, man. This has been another episode of the Black Cinematic Universe. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. I guess we got to check the numbers, man. I'm sure somebody out there is listening on Stitcher. Please hit up the Instagram. Uh, we're posting constantly, and we'll see y'all next week. We're going to discuss good old uh, uh, Gen V and uh, finish up Loki. So uh, check us out then. Peace. I actually know one person that listens to podcasts on Stitcher. <laughs> well, so, shout out. so I did shout tell them no listen to hours on it. <laughs> shout out to the Stitcher listeners. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>